Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Welcome back to book one, part two. We're on chapter six, you guys. It's page 36. Chapter six, a good hider. When you're the very last one in line, nobody watches you. That's how come nobody saw me when I ducked behind the teacher's desk and hid. I'm a good hider. One time at Grandma Miller's house, I hid under the kitchen sink. Then I made a growly sound and sprung out at her. I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Anyways, I stayed scrunched behind the teacher's desk for a while. Then I saw a better place to hide. It was the big supply closet in the back of the room. And so I ran back there very fast and I squeezed onto the bottom shelf. I squeezed right on top of the construction paper. Most of me was comfortable, except my head was sort of high, sort of very tight and my knees were all bended like when I do somersaults. <laughs> she does not look comfortable at all, huh? No. <laughs> the, oh, excuse you. Burpy burp. Then, oh boy, we just had dinner, huh? <laughs> we came back from part two uh, right after having our dinner. So Peyton's a little burpy. Then I, okay, that's an F girl. <laughs> I'm not making myself. Okay. Then I pulled the door mostly closed. Don't shut it all the way, I thought, and I mean it, I said right out loud. I stayed real quiet for lots of minutes. Then I heard noises in the hall, and some feet came running into the room. Big people's feet, I think. What happened? I heard someone ask. One of my girls is lost, said a voice that sounded like Miss. Her name is Junie B. Jones, and she doesn't didn't get on the bus. So, now we've got to look out. Now we've got to go out looking for her. Then I heard some keys jingle and the feet went running out again. And then the door shut. I didn't come out of the closet though. When you're a good hider, you can't come out for a very, very long time. I just stayed there all bended up. And I told myself a story. Not an out loud story. I just told it inside of my head. It was called The Little Girl Hiding Girl. I made it up, and this is how it went. Once upon a time, there was a little hiding girl. She was in a secret spot where no one could find her, except her head was very tight and her brain was squishing out. What? (laughs) But she still couldn't come out of her spot, or a smelly yellow monster would get her. What do you think that is? The school bus. (laughs) The school bus. Also... Some meanings, meanies with chocolate milk. The end. After that, I rested my eyes. Resting your eyes is what Grandpa does when he watches TV after dinner. Then he snores. And Grandma Miller says, go to bed, Frank. <laughs> it's not the same thing as a nap, though. Yes, it is. Kind of is, huh? Because naps are for babies, that's why. <laughs> and anyways, I didn't snore. I just did a little drool. then finally when my eyes were done resting they woke up and so i came out of the closet and ran to the window and guess what 
there weren't any cars in the parking lot. And no stupid smelly bus either. (laughs) Whew, what a relief, I said. A relief is when your stomach doesn't feel squeezy anymore. After that, I went back to the closet. Because while I was hiding, I sniffed the smell of clay. That's why. And clay is my very favorite thing in the whole world. Is it on this page? Right here. You want to read it? Hey, I see it up there, I said. That's right. The clay shelf, or the clay was on the middle shelf. I stood on a chair to get it. Okay, she could have really gotten hurt by herself in there. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It was blue and stiff, so I had to roll it on the floor to make it soft and warm. Then I rolled it into a blue orange. It was very beautiful, except it had some dirt and hair on it. It's like when you drop your Play-Doh on the floor, huh? (laughs) After I was done, I went to the front room and I sat down in my teacher's big chair. I like teacher's desks very much. The drawers are so big, I could fit in one, I think. I opened one up. I opened up the top one. There were happy face stickers and rubber bands and also gold stars, which I love a very lot. I bet she's going to get in trouble. Oh my gosh. If she was my kid, I'd be like, and I found and I found her. I'd be like, "Oh my God! You could have got, you could have been there." Like we were so worried. I, I I can't even say anything. I know I would be so upset too. After I was done, I went into the front room where I sat down on my teacher's big chair. I like teacher's desks very much. The drawers are so big I can fit in one. I think. I opened up the top one. There were happy face stickers, rubber bands, and also gold stars, which I like a very lot. I stuck one on my forehead. Then I found paper clips and red marking pens and new pencils with no points and scissors and travel tissues. And guess what else? Chalk, I said. Brand new chalk that's not even out of its little box yet. I hope she didn't yell it. <laughs> yeah. Then, I hope she yells it. Then I stood up on my teacher's chair and clapped my hands together very loud. I want everyone to find a chair and sit down. Today we're going to learn some alphabet and some reading. And also, I will teach you how to make a blue orange. But first, everyone has to watch me draw stuff. That does not sound like something a teacher would say. <laughs> then I went to the board and drew with my brand new chalk. I drew a bean and a carrot and some curly hair. Then I wrote some O's. O's are my bestest letter. After that, I bowed. Thank you very much, I said. Now you may all go out for recess. I smiled. Except for not that Jim. <laughs> Except you, Jim. <clears throat> because I want to talk to you. Remember, she does not like that Jim. Nope. Nope. Chapter 7, Peaky Holes and Spine. After a while, I started to get a teensy bit thirsty. That's what happens when chalk sprinkles get in your throat. I would like a drink of water, I think, I said. Then I put my hands on my hips. Yeah, only what if somebody sees you at the water fountain? Then they might call the stupid smelly bus to come and get you. And so you better not go. I stamped my foot. Yeah, only... I have to go because there's dumb chalk in my throat. Then all of a sudden, I got a great idea. I pulled a chair over the door and I peeked out the window top. I'm a good peeker. One time I peeked right into Grandpa Miller's mouth when he was sleeping and I saw that dangly thing that hangs down in the back. I didn't touch it though 
Because I didn't have a little stick or anything, that's why. Anyways, I didn't see anybody in the hall. And so I opened the door a crack. And I sniffed. Because when you sniff, you can smell if there's people around. Is that true? I don't think so either. I learned sniffing from my dog, Tickle. Dogs can smell everything. People can mostly smell just big things, like stink and flowers and dinner. That's true. We can always smell dinner. Nope. I don't smell anyone, I said. Then I ran to the water. Because you can't smell people. Mm Mm-hmm. Then I ran to the water fountain and I drank for a long time. And nobody tapped me and said, hurry up, girl. After that, I stood on my tippy-toes and I tippy-toed to the media center. Because I love that place, remember? That media center is kind of like a fort. Remember, the media center is a library. But her school just calls it a media center. But remember how much she likes books? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like books too. Yeah. The media center is kind of like a fort. Shel- the shelves are like walls and the books are sort of like bricks. And you can move some of them around and make peaky holes. Peaky holes are what you spy out of. Then if you see somebody coming, you can make your breath very quiet. And they won't find you. I spied for a long time, but nobody came. The only people in the media center were just me and some fish. The Mm -hmm. fish were in a big glass tank. Aw, that sounds pretty. Yeah. I waved at them in there. Then I stirred them with a pencil. I love fish very much. I eat them for dinner with coleslaw. (laughs) Not that kind of fish is in that fish tank, I bet. No. Just then, I saw my most favorite thing in the world... Its name is an electric pencil sharpener, and it was sitting right there on the librarian's desk. Hey, I said, very excited. I think I know how to work that thing. Then I looked in the desk drawer, and guess what? There were lots of brand new pencils in there, and so I sharpened them. It was funner than anything, because an electric pencil sharpener makes a nice noise, and you can make pencils as teeny as you want. You can keep, you just keep pushing them into the little hole and they just keep getting teenier and teenier. Oh no, no, no. It doesn't work on crayons though. I tried a red one. I tried a red one. Then the pencil sharpener slowed down and then it made a err sound. After that, it didn't go anymore. Just then I heard a noise. It was walking feet and it made me scared inside because I didn't want anybody to find me. That's why. And so I squatted way down and looked through my peaky hole. Oh my gosh, she's here. Mm-hmm. She is brave. I would be way too scared to stay after school by myself. Same. Then I saw a man with a trash can. He was singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. That's a song I know. It's from my favorite movie, which is called The Wizard of Odds. I think it's called The Wizard of Oz, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not Oz. The man with the can didn't see me. He walked down the hall. I heard him go outside. I stayed squatted down for a long time, but he never came back. Whew, that was a close one, I said. <laughs> and so I ran to find a better place to hide. Chapter 8, The Dangerous Nurse's Office. Guess where I ran to? Straight to the nurse's office, of course. Because there's little plaid blankets to hide under. There's, a nu- there's other neat stuff in there, too, like a scale to weigh yourself and a sign with a giant E and other letters. The nurse uses a sign to test your eyes. She points to letters, and if you have to yell their and and you have to yell their names, if you have to yell the and you have to yell the e the loudest. That's how come it's so big. 
<clears throat> and guess what else I saw in the nurse's office? Band-Aids. That's what I love those guys. They were on top of the desk. And so I opened the lid and I sniffed them. Um, I said, because Band-Aids smell like brand new beach balls. I then, they don't. Yeah, they smell like, like new stuff, probably. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever smelt a Band-Aid case? No. We're doing that next time we get new Band-Aids. We're just going to smell it. <laughs> then I dumped them out. They were the most prettiest Band-Aids I ever saw. They were red and blue and green and also yellow, which is the color I hate. <laughs> and they were different shapes, too. There were squares and circles, and some were that very long kind, which are called triangles, I think. I think the long ones are rectangles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I put a green circle on my knee. That's where I fell down on the sidewalk last week. It's mostly all better now, but if I press it very hard with my thumb, I can still make it hurt. After that, I put a blue tangle on my finger. I think she means triangle. That's where I got a splinter from the picnic table. Mother pulled it off out with tweezers, but there's still some table in there, I think. <laughs> Also, I put a red square on my arm. That's where Tickle scratched me because I got them all wound up. Wow, this sounds like you when you used to put Band-Aids all over when you didn't really need them, huh? <laughs> you remember when you used to do that? Yeah. Just sometimes. Yeah, I know you still do. Just then, I saw the nurse's purple sweater. It was hanging on her chair. I put it on. Now I'm the nurse, I said. Then I sat down and pretended to call the hospital. Hello? Hospital, it's me, the nurse. I need some more band-aids and some aspirins and some cherry cough drops. Only not the kind that make your mouth feel freezy. And I need some lollipops for when kids get needles. And also, I need a little stick or something in case I have to touch that dangly thing that hangs down in your throat. Then I pretended to call room nine. Hello, miss. Please send that gem to my office. I have to give him a shot. <laughs> she really doesn't like him. Just then, I saw my most favorite thing in the whole world, and they were near the door, and their name is crutches. Crutches are for when you break a leg. Then the doctor puts a big white cast on your on blah, puts a big white cast with just your piggy sticking out, and you can't walk on it. So she gives you crutches to swing yourself. I ran over and picked them up. Then I put them on my under my arms. Only. They were way too long for me, so, and I didn't swing that good. And so, then I got another idea. I carried them to the nurse's chair, and then I climbed up. She looks terrified. (laughs) And I climbed up there, so I was real tall. Then, I put the crutches under my arms, and they fitted just right. After that, I stood on the edge of the chair, and so I leaned very slow, except then a terrible thing happened. The chair was on wheels and it rolled away from my feet. And I got stuck on the crutches way high in the air. And I was very dangly up there. Hey, I shouted, get me down from here. Then I wiggled around and one of the crutches slipped. And I came crashing down and I banged my head on the desk. Ow! Ow, I yelled. Then I picked up my the phone again. I quit this stupid job, I said. And then I ran out of there very fast. Because the nurse's office is a dangerous place. And crutches aren't my favorite thing. <laughs> Chapter 9. Zooming speedy fast. I like running inside the school. It's funner than running inside your house. 
In a school, you can zoom with your arms out like a jet plane, and you don't knock over furniture, and also, the head doesn't get broken off of your mother's bird statue, <laughs> which I used to be a blue jay, I think. Probably because she broke it. Huh? I zoom straight to the cafeteria, because there's a lot of tables to hide under in that place. Only, when I tried to open the door, it was all locked up. And so, then I ran across the room, uh, across, to another room across the hall. Only, that stupid door was locked too. Hey. Who? Who did all this? Dumb. Dumb lock. Locking, I asked. Hey. Hey, who did all this dumb locking, I asked. Then I started jiggling up and down, because when I have a, when I, because I was having a little bit of a problem, that's why. The kind of problem that's called personal. What do you think it was? Well, potty. Yep. And it's, it's about going to the potty. And so all of a sudden, I had to run down the hall, speedy quick, right to the girls' bathroom. Only guess what? When I got there, that stupid door wouldn't open either. Okay, she sure says stupid a lot. I know. That's really not so appropriate. It's kind of a bad word. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are not supposed to say that. Mm-mm. And so I kicked it. Wow, not nice. And I hanged on the handle because I weighed 37. Open up and I mean it, I yelled. <laughs> oh, yeah, yoy, this girl. But that door kept on staying shut. It's emergency, I shouted. And then all of a sudden, I remembered about that boy I can beat up because he had emergency too. And he got to go into the boys' bathroom. And so I zoomed across the hall, and I pulled the boys' bathroom door. But that dumb thing was locked, too. Stupid, stupid doors, I hollered. After that, I started to jiggle up and down very fast. Oh, no. Now I'm going to have an accident in my skirt that looks like velvet. Only just then, I remembered something else about emergencies. Because Mother told me what if what to do if I ever need help. And its name is called Call 911. Oh my gosh. And so then I ran back to that dangerous dangerous nurse's office. Because that's where the phone was, of course. Then I picked it up and I pushed the 9 and the 1 and another one. Help! This is emergency, I yelled. All the doors are locked in this place and now I'm going to have a terrible accident. Then I heard a voice on the other end and she said for me to calm down. Yeah, only I can't calm down because I'm in big trouble and, all, and I'm all by myself and I need help real bad. Then the lady said to calm down again, except for I couldn't stand still. And so I just hung up and ran right out of there. And just then I kept running and running until I got to the big doors at the end of the hall. And then I runned outside because maybe there might be a little toilet out there or something. <laughs> except I didn't see one. All I could hear were sirens, loud sirens all over the place, and they kept getting closer and closer. Then a big green fire truck came, uh, zoom, wait, wait, a big green fire truck came zooming right around the corner, and a white police car, and a fast red ambulance, and guess what else? They turned right into the school parking lot, and so I stopped jiggling. How do they know the place? Because when you call 911, they know where you are. And they come, they drive straight to you. Yeah. But how? Magic. Technology. <laughs> when, you call some, when you call 911, they can tell where you are. How? Not always on a cell phone, though. But if it's a, 
a phone that's connected to your house, not a cell phone. They can tell because they have your phone number. When you call them, it pulls up. Yeah. And I sniffed the air, only I couldn't smell any smoke. Then, then I heard a grouchy voice. Hey, hold it, Missy, it yelled. And I got very scared inside because Missy is my name when I'm in trouble. I turned around and it was the man with the can and he was running at me. Hold it right there, he hollered again. And then I started to cry. Yeah, only that's the trouble. I can't hold it, I said. I already holded it all I can and now I'm having emergency and all the bathrooms are locked and now I'm going to have an accident very quick. And then the man with the can didn't look so grouchy anymore. Well, why didn't you say so, sis, he said. Then he pulled a big bunch of keys out of his pocket and he grabbed my hand. And then him and me zoomed back into the school, speedy fast. Chapter 10, Me and That Grace. The man with the can unlocked the girl's bathroom for me. And I ran right in there. And guess what? I made it. That's what? I didn't have an accident in my skirt that looks like velvet. Whew, that was a close one, I said. Then I washed my hands at the sink and I looked in the mirror and the gold star was still on my forehead. It looked very beautiful up there. Wait, I want to see. Hold on. There's no picture. I know, I know, but the picture. Oh. Did she mm, have the one? gold star? Yep. You see it peeking through? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked very beautiful up there. After that, I went to the hall with the man with the can bended over to me. Everything okay, sis? He said. And so I nodded my head. I holded it. I said, very happy. Then all of a sudden, there were lots of people running at us. There were firemen and policemen, and there was a tall lady rolling a bed on wheels. Hey, I said to the man with the can, what happened? Did somebody get runned over there or something? Then I saw miss and principal and mother. They were running at us too. And then mother Uh-oh. bended down and hugged me very tight. After that, everyone started talking at once and nobody was using their quiet voices and nobody was smiling either. Maybe I would um, I would say my dress got my dress got stuck on something. Oh yeah, I don't I think that they're probably going to know that that's not true. I know. Principal started asking me a jillion questions, mostly they were questions about hiding in the supply closet. I'm a good hider, I told him. Principal acted a little bit grumpy. He said that I wasn't allowed to do that anymore. When you go to school, you have to follow the rules, he said. What would happen if every boy and girl hid in the supply closet after school? It would be very smushy in there, I said. Then he he made his eyes frowny. But we wouldn't know where anyone was, would we? He said, yes, I said, we would all be in the supply closet. Then the principal looked up at the ceiling, and I looked up there too, but I didn't see anything again. After that, mother looked at my band-aids. Did you hurt yourself, she asked. And so I told her all about the dangerous nurse's office. And then I showed her the purple nurse's sweater. And then she made me give it back. After that, everybody started leaving. The firemen and the policemen and also the tall lady with the bed. Then finally, my mother got to take me home. And guess what? I didn't even have to ride on that stupid smelly bus. Except the car wasn't that fun because mother was grouchy at me. I'm sorry the bus wasn't fun for you, Junie B, she said, but what you did was very, very wrong. Didn't you see all the commotion you caused? You had a lot of people very scared. I'd be like, oopsies. Yeah. Yes, but I didn't want chocolate milk poured on my head, I explained to her. 
That is not going to happen, Mother growled, and you can't just suddenly decide for yourself that, that to not ride the bus. Hundreds of kids ride the bus every day, and if they can do it, you can do it too. Then my eyes got wet again. Yeah, but there's meanies on that thing, I said all sniffly. <clears throat> then Mother stopped being growly. What if you had a friend to ride with, she said. Your teacher told me that there's a girl in your class who will be riding the bus for the first time tomorrow. Maybe you guys could sit together. Would you like that? I made my shoulders go up and down. Her name's Grace, said Mother. Grace, I said. Hey, I know that Grace. I learned her today. And so when we got home, Mother called that Grace's mother, and they started to talk. And then me and that Grace talked too, and I said hi, and she said hi. And so tomorrow, I will get to take my little red purse on the bus, and I get to put it on the seat next to me so nobody will sit there. Nobody except for that Grace, of course. And then she and me might just be buddies. And then we can hold hands just like me and Lucille. I will like that, I think. And guess what else? Tomorrow, I think I might like yellow a little bit too. Oh boy, that little stinker. I would not be happy. Would you be so scared to be in trouble? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would never do that. Good. I would just be like this on the bus. <gasps> just plug your nose because it's stinky. Yeah. Okay, you guys. In two episodes, we finished the whole book one of Junie B. Jones and the stupid smelly bus. Good job, everybody, for sticking it out. Sometimes it's not super fun to read, but sometimes it's more fun if you have people to read with. Right, Peyton? Yeah. Yep. Okay, see you next time for book two.